Welcome along, this is episode 2 of Hops and Fins. My name is Jamie here, again I'm joined by my good friend and fellow shark enthusiast, Stuart Govan. Stuart, how are you? I'm very well, Jamie. How are you doing today? Not bad, not bad at all, thanks. Not bad, excited to to, to do an on and to enjoy a beer and, and to chat to you. Yes, looking forward to this. Looking forward to this all week. To to those of you who are new to this podcast, which to be honest with you, includes us, this is only episode 2, but it's just... Basically, the premise is two pals um, having a beer, talking about sharks, shark films, and all the sort of media that's around sharks and things. So, um, without further ado, was the first thing to do is to crack open a beer. Stuart, what have you got this week? What's in the can this week? I have Hopper Valley New England IPA. New England? This is uh, where the, the sort of premise of uh, Amity Island is. As features and jaws. It's 4.1 volume and it's a big juicy tropical fruit flavours of mango and pineapple with a soft, a soft mouthfeel and low bitterness. That sounds alright to me. Nice one. Um, however, it is brewed in West Berkshire. Alright. So, no, so not. It's quite, not, New not quite New England. No. Oh well. What have you got there? I've got. Uh, and I'm going to, definitely going to pronounce this wrong, Zinbeer, or Beer. It's uh, Belgian, the Brussels People's the Brussels people's Ale, um, directly from Brussels, so um, a Belgian pale ale. So we'll see how that goes. Where did you get that one from? I got it from, uh, I've got kind of Beer 52 order, which I get once a month or once every two months. Um so there was quite a few Belgian ones, and they've been so far very good. So, um, so this is the latest one. Uh, I thought I'd try it as a bottle this time. Brussels not really uh, near the ocean. I suppose it's not a million miles from the Atlantic Ocean, um, but not 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 really not really very close. No, uh, but I suppose it'd be tough to find a link every time, wouldn't we? It, <laughs> it would. Well, no, well, definitely. Well, and I suppose the other thing, the other non-link is that I've got my welcome to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, which is obviously in the desert. So, uh, I, don't also, many, I don't think there's many sharks there. <laughs> there is not for sharks there, so no, there is not. But uh, anyway, well, without further ado, I'll get this bottle open in action. Got my flavourly glass. You tipped me on to flavourly before Christmas and. That's yeah. what I've got the same glass as well. And Good uh, order, yeah. This is this is beers from the Flavourly collection, actually. Oh, is it? Great. Yeah. I didn't do a very good job pouring that, I'll be honest. No, I've not done a great job either. I've ruined that. I'm glad this is this is an odd this is an audio, not visual. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That's lovely. This is also good. Maybe a tiny, tiny bitter taste at the at the at the back of it, but no, lovely. It's quite a cloudy one, this one. Um, I suppose it's, it says on the can, a hazy view, so it kind of makes sense. But no, it's, that's nice. It's not not bitter in any way. Well, I someone did say that. Quite fruity. So, quite fruity. Someone did say to me, anything that's, any beer that's got the word hazy in it is bound to be brilliant. I've got a few of those cans. I've got, I think I've got three of those particular ones so in the in the case. How many did you get, old killer? 44. Wow. 
Brilliant. So it wants to be about £1.80 a can. Oh, that is good. No, that's not bad at all, is it? This is good. I have to say, this is really good. I must say. Enjoyed that one. Um, very good. They both look, they actually, both beers look almost the same shade. Yeah. Yours looks maybe a wee bit clearer. Mm. How many fins out of five would you, would you rate it then? I think I would give it, it's, it's definitely, it's really good. I think I'd give it three fins out of five. Uh, maybe, maybe three with a kind of extra wee dorsal fin, maybe just peeking up. So maybe like three and a bit. Maybe maybe something like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a really nice one. What about yourself? Um, I would give my Hopper Valley New England IPA. I'd, probably, I'd give it four fins actually. Would you? Right. I think it's really good, nice. That, good I ones. Would, I would recommend that. Yep. If they want to send me any more, then I'm, I'll take them. You'll take them. We'll have to compile a list at the end of this. Um, uh, once you know all the beers as we go. Well, not at the end, but as we go along, just to these are the ones we've had and what we recommend. I know. I'm going to write it down. So. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so in episode one, um, we obviously you know gave a kind of semi a slight introduction to ourselves and whatnot, and obviously how we, how our sort of enthusiasm for sharks came about, and it was, a lot of that was to do with the film Jaws. We obviously discussed it. Is it the best film of all time? Not all the rest of it went into all that. No need to go over it again. But obviously, thanks to everybody who commented on it, um, everybody who listened in, and. It was yourself that told me, sure that one of the people who listened had never seen Jaws before. A mutual friend of ours, Gordon, he had he'd never seen it, and but through the influence, because we are now influencers. I think we are, yeah. Instagram influencers, that's yeah. probably our career now. <laughs> I uh, think so. He went and watched it. Um, so hopefully we can get him on and uh, get his, his view on it, a, a youngster's opinion of it. He pointed out some editorial things he wasn't that keen on. Which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be good. To, I won't say any more. I'll let him okay. it if we can speak to him at some point. But it was good at least he, he went and watched it. So that's a yeah. start. Definitely. As you say, officially influencers. Ready for some big sponsorship. I mean, we have mentioned Flavorly and Beer 52 in this podcast already, Stuart. So, you know. Come on, Jim. Don't be. Don't be sh- Hold on. Is that my doorbell ringing? Wait a minute. I better go and see who it is. <laughs> that case of beer for us. I know. Just to put it out there, it's not just beer we'll accept, but uh, cold money, hard cash, food. <laughs> yeah. So in the last one as well, right? Mm-hmm. You had made the claim that you thought Jaws two, outrageous as this statement was, that Jaws two is better than Jaws one. Now you had said that without watching them, both of them, in a wee while. Mm-hmm. Do you still stand by that? <laughs> now that we have taken the week we have both viewed Jaws 2 we have. in the past week in the last couple of days actually mm. do you stand uh, by that? Um, no Stuart I don't <laughs> but um, I, it, it's funny I mean no I don't I mean it's uh, I, I do think it's I do think it's good I do je- I, well I think there's I think because I, I probably wouldn't have probably watched them when I was, you know, quite young, you know, not totally young, but youngish. Uh, I'd watched them at the time, so that was the kind of memories of it. Um, and there's probably more drama and action and things like that in Jaws too. But, uh, but no, ultimately it's not better. What was it? What did, What was your thoughts? How long ago? How long since you had seen it? And and what's your, what did you? What's your Obviously, we both just watched it in the last, you know, couple of days. 
if not today? It must have been a lot longer than, than I thought because there was parts of it, you know, I didn't really have a strong recollection of. So it must have been a wee bit longer ago. Um, and I always did think I enjoyed Jaws 2. I kind of always just stopped at Jaws 2. Mm. Um, and it was, it was entertaining, but it's nowhere near Jaws 1 in, in, in many aspects. Um, so it, it it's an entertaining film. I think you, before we came on you, you'd made a passage uh, of, was it a review of it or something like that? Which I yes. thought summed up quite nicely. Yes, would you, would you like it from Rotten Tomatoes? Jaws 2 never approaches the lingering thrills of its classic predecessor, but it's reasonably entertaining for a sequel that has no reason to exist. <laughs> now, that's, what's the phrase we look for? Damned by faint praise. It's a sort of, and maybe that was one of the, you know, like the start of this sort of thing, whereas they thought, oh, we've made a good film that has made a lot of money. We need another film like this as quickly as possible when your motivation is probably money then it, it, you know it's bound to it's that's already compromising you know what what you might the end result what the end result might be absolutely that, that was certainly the the case um i was reading into it a wee bit more um spielberg straight away distanced himself from it when they mm. approached him um he didn't he said he made the definitive shark movie and didn't need to do another that's an accurate description plus all the hassle of it yeah yeah Plus the hassle of the, the issues that they had, they decided, no, it wasn't worth it. Mm. So they went to another director whose name has slipped my mind. Uh, and he actually started to do a much darker mm-hmm. film based, or they started to script it on the, the Indianapolis from the first film, you know, the story that... Um, the Indianapolis, so Quint says it, yeah, yeah. And it, so it was uh, John John D. Hancock was the first director. That's right. And it was too dark. They wanted it much more light-hearted, much more of an action film. Yep. So they, they got rid of him and changed it. Um, I, watching it, what I would say, and obviously it's a sequel, but it, I don't think you can watch it as a standalone. Um, and that's probably the case with a lot of sequels, mm. but there's zero character development in the second one. Mm-hmm. If you just watched that, you'd be like, "What is this about? You know why? Why is he so paranoid?" And you, like Brody, you, Chief Brody, you need to you need to watch the first one to get the character developments because it just ignores all that, in my opinion, and it just goes through a bit of action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like I say. It, it, so it's the sort of thing that you maybe associate with a sequel. You know, there's more deaths. There's more, you know, there's explosions have gone, right, how can we take this up a level? You know, and so I actually spent the time, I actually spent the time to count out how many people had died in each film. So I've got, so in Jaws, I've got five plus a dog. And in Jaws 2, I've got seven people, which includes, which includes hilariously, a helicopter pilot, but um, <laughs> it just but, devours a helicopter as well. Right? Well, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's fun. Apparently, there's. Well, I, I suppose we're getting right ahead of ourselves here, but um, but the obviously just you just see the sort of helicopter getting getting dragged under, and as they did actually shoot, they shoot a scene of the guy getting eaten under under, but as it's it's just kind of left that he just drowns. 
But as soon as the shark appears, the door just flies open. That seems quite flimsy for a helicopter. I mean, I don't know that much about helicopters, but that seems like a fault to me. If the door opens easily, you <laughs> could just fall out. Yeah, one major thing in this that should be pretty secure in a helicopter is the doors, probably. Yeah, yeah. That and yeah. the propellers. But yeah, so like the, the, the kind of general premise of it, as you, as you say, there was obviously a, a couple of scripts, and as you, as, you, as you rightly said, they didn't want it to be so dark. Now, anyway, you think, well, that, that would have been a really interesting, that could have been a really interesting story of the SS Indianapolis. Um, but obviously it's got, it's got Chief Brody. Um, now, <clears throat> Roy Schneider didn't actually want, want to do the film. But because he'd he'd pulled out of Deer Hunter over some creative dis- uh, differences, um, and he still had, he was still on a contract um, with Universal, so they offered him the way out was to do was to do Jaws two, which he didn't really want to do, but uh, it was you know a contract, and I think they gave him some more money, so it ultimately sweetened the deal. Apparently, Steven Spielberg did say later that he potentially would have done it if he hadn't been doing Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which. Richard Dreyfuss also ended up doing. Yeah, that's right. They did try to, to entice him back. And I think he was also keen to go down the route of the Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like you say, he was he was tied up with Close Encounters. So that never materialised either. Um, mm-hmm. And it, the, the film just to actually had three times the budget of Jaws 1. Mm-hmm. Um I'm failing to really see where that budget went, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, but it was it was also fraught with technical difficulties during filming, mm-hmm. as I can imagine, particularly in the end of those days of shooting on water, mechanical yep. things, and seawater just doesn't yeah. go. No. Um, so they had very many difficulties, which dragged out, but they, they did turn this one around nine months, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Think so. It's outrageous, really. Uh, or two years from the first one. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the uh, and the, the one of the other things is the um, during during the filming they were obviously out to sea and it, they were actually filmed. They were actually still filming. I think it wrapped just before Christmas, nineteen seventy-seven, and um, some of the actors had to suck on ice cubes so you wouldn't see their their breath in the air because it was so cold. Um, and at one point as well. Uh, when they were all out in their out in their sort of upturned boats and things, there were actually hammerhead sharks swimming around them. Um, like, can you imagine someone making the film Jaws had actually been eaten by a shark? Now, I'm glad it didn't happen, of course, but what a Turned story. into actual snuff film. Then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These special effects are really, really good, aren't they? But, um, <laughs> I don't think have to... But yeah, so we've got, I see we've got more deaths, more explosions. Um, the mayor from the first film is still there. And he still won't learn the lessons of the past, um, and ultimately they dismiss Chief Brody's uh, Chief Brody's insistence that there's a new shark around. Um, and it, I had to, st- you know, in the previous one you might have had to Google do sharks attack boats. During the watching of Jaws two, I had to Google would it, would the sharks turn multiple boats upside down? <laughs> um, would a shark attack a helicopter? Um, so it's. Yeah, it's 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 kind of semi ridiculous. Like I think we were maybe to touch on it before, but some of the things that happen in this are just as you know are almost as ridiculous as you know a shark coming out of a tornado or something. Yeah, it's like you say it, it does 
they've clearly had a budget and they've said we need some more action and it's you can almost hear it's the it's the studios talking mm. we need a big budget we need an action we need a follow-up we need it now um, yep. and they've just gone explosions there we go it's mm. flinging a helicopter there that's people dying yeah not enough people died in the first one yeah um so yeah and they also the main thing you notice as well which I guess I can understand why they didn't want to just copy the first one mm. was the idea that the shark was much less hidden. You know, you see it very early on. Mm. It's, obviously, there's a build-up in, in the first one and it's it didn't have that. It was almost just, there you go, there's a shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight away. And there's no suspense. Mm-hmm. It, it's got a brilliant soundtrack. Um, and I think if without that, it would even worse. <laughs> I don't see it even worse. That makes it yeah. sound as though I'm really, really dissing the film, but yeah, that helped it. A bit. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Joe, they, they did get us to get John Williams back on board, and like I say, the music is almost a character. You know, it's a representation of the shark, and obviously, really adds to the it adds to everything that's happening. Uh, there is, it's funny, there's a bit, the bit in which, it's funny, I, I, I started watching it yesterday and it was kind of like 8 o'clock or whatever, 8 or 9 o'clock, and it was getting to the bit where the helicopter appears and at the end of that, at the end of that, like, the, there's a, the girl gets eaten after she pushes Chief Brody's son back on the boat and then she utters the infamous line, I can't get up, and it's the most doom-laden music you've ever heard in a film, and the shark obviously just appears and eats her. Still actually find that traumatizing. About thirty odd years since I first first saw it. I mean, like so last night I was watching it and I thought I'm gonna watch this tomorrow in the morning or something when it's sunny outside and uh, then I can go and think about something else for a while. It's so uh, it's so grim. But um but yeah, I think I actually do think that the film looks really nice. I mean there's a lot of aerial shots of boats and sails and ocean and things, so it's bound to look nice and you know, Amity does look like a nice place it does look like an old-fashioned um you know american town um with you know the kind of fences and uh town halls and uh shops and whatnot you know wee ferries and beaches and stuff so it does look like a nice thing and again the premise you know most of the most of the characters in this about you know apart from chief Brody and things are like t- uh you know teenagers which i suppose is your it's just, that's the kind of normal clientele for a slasher film or whatever which is which is which in a way is almost what this is you know the if the first one is like if some of the things that happen in the first thing in the first film are unlikely some of the things that happen in this <laughs> i mean it just the shark it's basically i mean they've even like the shark gets scarred early on and burnt so it looks even more gruesome but it's almost just comes like a demonic psychopath um you know, just like ch- ch- basically hunting them all down, picking which, them off one by one. It's like yeah. a scream, but with a, a shark. Yeah, it's a, it's almost what it is. Yeah, that's a, that's a good description of it. So the only yeah. thing I would say about with it is, or major thing I would say is I found the characters extremely annoying. Like, of taking out the the main mm. protagonist in it, yeah, the teenagers, like the girls screaming constantly. <laughs> Yeah, like, can you get her next, please? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there is a on the shark almost. Yeah, <laughs> no, do you know it's funny? Actually, I've I've got written down there is a limit to how much screaming I'm able to listen to. Um, it's just too. Uh, but for a point of view, it's too much. I actually watched the after I watched the film. I watched the trailer earlier on, and it's just like three minutes of screaming. It's actually almost annoyed. I was like, I'm never watching this film, and I think, oh, actually, I've already watched it about twenty times. But um, oh, honestly, it's too much. It's plays in a kind of a, there's a sexist undertone to yeah, it as well. With the fact that the, the women just sit there screaming and can't do anything for themselves, yeah, they're yeah, helpless, yeah. and it's the guys who are the, the brave ones. You know? mm. um, so yeah, it was it was tough to watch at that time. The other, well, I mean, we've probably spoiled it already, mind you. But I was busy. Don't want to spoil anything, but um. With the the girl that's in the boat, just with her and our, our boyfriend at one point, and she just yeah doesn't help him in any way. You're like just just pull she him just up. She just stands there looking, sits there looking at him. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty. That's like anyway. It's a sort of there's a sort of psychological insanity to it, isn't it? Like the shark, she's in the boat between him between when he gets put in the water and. The sharks on one side of the boat, and he's on the other side, and the shark swims under the boat. I mean, it's horrific. Like it's like drawn out. It's like a you know like a psychopathic killer. Uh, to not only not only you you know not only gonna is he gonna is he gonna be killed? It's drawn. It's drawn out process. It's brutal. So um, yeah. It, so there's some pretty uh, there's some pretty horrifying bits, but as you say, it's hard to. Be. After a while, you're just like, oh man, make this stop. And I suppose your your opinion of it. Is going to go down after the masterpiece that is Jaws. Yeah, yeah. If you appreciate it and you and you love mm. it like that we do, then to go to watch it, you know, if you removed Chief Brody character, mm. um, would you even watch it? Yeah, yeah. Chief Brody does a lot of heavy lifting. This doesn't he? Like his or his presence gives us credibility, which, in a way, he's not in the he's not in Jaws three and four. And I mean, they are, for one of a better phrase, car crashes. So it's uh, it's uh, as you say, he he his presence gives it a gives it a, a a good level of credibility, which yeah, you know the other film, which the other two films do do not just do not have at all. So I think what one there's there is one thing it has sort of lent into the 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 tagline for the film just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. That is a great line. That's an epic line. That. Yeah, and to be fair, it it was the highest grossing f- f- uh, sequel ever, only for a year until Rocky Two came out. It did it did rake money in. It did obviously hence hence there was two more after this. But you know it did it did rake mo- did rake money in. It did and it did, it did all right. And I say it was three times the budget of the first one, but um, it was I think it was thirty million dollars yeah. was the budget nine million the first one. Mm. So, uh, if you, I don't know, I'm, no comparison to budget films around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, nowadays, that sounds like absolutely nothing. Yeah. And they made, I think it was like over two hundred million. Yeah. Worldwide, so it's it did make them money. It, yeah. It probably is exactly what they wanted. The yeah. studios that's you now they turned it around in nine months, um, which is unheard of really in many yeah. films. It's an action shark film. You know, yeah. people can ignore it if they wish, or they can enjoy it. Yeah, it's not like, 
you know, like you you must like Jaws is an is essential viewing. You wouldn't really say this is uh, this is essential viewing. It just I, to give you a, a bit of a flavour for what Empire said about it. While the need for a sequel to Jaws is highly debatable, what should have been a gross aberration, making a fast buck all round, it turns out a passable B flick replica of the Great White original. Getting Roy Schneider back was a boon. He lends what is ostensibly a perfunctory rerun of Spielberg's moves. The softly, softly build up to the confrontation of the big finale, a solid sense of um, cohering to the same universe as before. His gritty extension of the character allows us to believe in this trashy hokum. So, as I say, Chief Brody doing a lot of heavy lifting in this for sure. I would never like to say it was a terrible film, and I have watched it many times. And if it's on TV or whatever, I would put it on. I- I do on the DVD. It's just after watching it again, there's just elements of it that annoyed me more than I remember them annoying me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. It's funny though. So I was I was googling what are the greatest sequels. So here, here's my question for you, right? Well, let me let me tell you what they've got as the greatest sequels, right? Number one, The Godfather Part Two. Uh, number two, The Empire Strikes Back. Number three, The Bride of Frankenstein. Number four, Aliens. And number five, The Avengers Endgame. The thing, the thing is, I think that something that's actually called part two, like, it's almost, I think there's got to be, surely there's a difference between, like, Godfather part two, Empire Strikes Back. Because... You know, they're just the next part of the same story, effectively. Whereas Jaws is finished, really. The shark, the 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 main feature of Jaws is that there's a shark on the loose, effectively, in the you know causing causing chaos. The shark is killed. That's the end of it. Whereas, like the Empire Empire Strikes Back, well, Darth Vader doesn't die at the end of Star Wars. In fact, he actually spin he gets spins out into space so that he can survive the blast the blowing up of the Death Star. Um so it's like the next it's just the next part in a way. And I, so I I sort of think there is a difference really to whereas this is like a a kind of standalone adventure, if you like. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And that they've almost had to they didn't have a base to progress yeah, the story on yeah. from. There's no real justification. I suppose there's no real justification for it other than, oh, let's have another story from this from this world, if you like. Yeah, it, it, it's not a continuation of you know if yeah if they'd ended Jaws with him thinking he'd blown up the shark and then mm. he's celebrating and it cuts away to a shot of this fin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, but they never led it to another one. Yeah, and like you say, the Star Wars that's a that's a storyline. Yeah, it was intentionally meant to go across yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. films. So, from that, if you if you think about the fact that they're, it's not a reboot because mm. it's not a remake, but they've had to start from scratch. Not scratch, but mm-hmm. they've had to develop a story from the end of which the form the first film, which was wrapped up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's they've done not bad in that sense. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Think that 
Because what else can you do? It's not that you can make Jaws 2 and actually Jaws 2 is a killer alligator or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure nowadays that probably would be the case, but... Yeah, yeah. What, one other last... What, one other, just sorry, one last thing. Did you not find it was funny that as soon as Chief Brody killed the shark, they were all super happy? See, yeah. didn't... You know, hasn't two of your friends been eaten <laughs> in the last half an hour? <laughs> like... And they hadn't been rescued yet. They're still they're stranded. Still stranded on that fiberglass island. So oh, you're probably out celebrating that night. And like, where's your other mates? Uh, oh, didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we did. So it was fine. Uh, is it worth watching? Uh, I would say yes. But like I said earlier, I would. you need to see the first one. Mm-hmm. It can't. I don't think it can be watched as a standalone because you've got... Right. You're not in touch with the characters at all. Yeah. You've no idea why there's this paranoid mm-hmm. police chief because there's in two they don't learn anything about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, why he would, doesn't want his boys in the sea, that kind of thing. Because for me, the characters are it's what a part, big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, it misses you know huge characters in the first one uh, that are not in it. Um, I. Th- you know, he takes a phone call from Hooper, mm-hmm. uh, or he tries to get Hooper, I should say. Uh, you would have no idea what that is. Or what yeah, she yeah. Says to, so, yeah. yes, worth a watch, but watch the first one first. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would watch it for sure. I think, like I say, the music's brilliant. It looks it looks good, by and large, because it's, let's say, aerial shots of, you know, nice you know, boats and scenery and things, so it's good. Um, but also be prepared that some of it is, like, just borderline stupid. I think you maybe, if you watched one, then two, back to back, and I don't actually like lumping them together. I feel yeah. that's doing a disservice to the first one. Um, I keep saying the first one, to yeah. Jaws. Um, yeah. But if you watch them back to back, I think you would really highlight mm. the good the, aspects of it. Yeah, and how much better the first one is. The thing is, we're also comparing one of the greatest films of all time to it. So it isn't really... Like, most films aren't as good as Jaws. So, in a way, you know, Jaws was something that we'd never really seen before. Well, I say that. I mean, I, even I wasn't even I wasn't born when it was... But but it's something, you know, it's something totally... I, I know this, this, I'm almost sort of denigrating the reason, half the reason for our podcast here, but there's a part of me that's going, what is the point of listening, of watching any more shark films? The definitive one has already been made. That's an accurate description of the situation. The definitive shark film has been made. Not Nothing could ever be better than that. Um, so you've almost just got to put it out of your head and go, okay, let's just watch this film for, for what it is, which is, which is not bad. I'll give it like 50 Five percent or something like that. Yeah, that's probably fair. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would disagree with that. You know, it's not. It's just if I go back to Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes gives it. Uh, it gives it fifty nine percent, although the audience gives it thirty eight percent. So yeah, Jaws two. Check it out. The music's incredible. There's always uh, kind of last last point I had in Jaws uh, Jaws two. I was once filming a sailing regatta down at Guruk, uh, the Holy Loch. I think. Um, uh, I was on the shore, but I was filming. My uncle was out on a boat taking pictures, and I was just filming the races and things. So I put on 
I had to put my headphones on and I put the Jaws 2 soundtrack on, let me tell you. It did, it did, it did elevate the action for me quite a bit. But, um, but uh, yeah, there we go. Anyway, Jaws 2. Okay, Stuart, so let's leave plastic mechanical sharks behind. Um, let's get on to real sharks. They're obviously much more exciting. And we've got a story, a story here. This is a humdinger for you. Uh, glow-in-the-dark sharks have been found off the coast of New Zealand. How good is that? Scientists say they have found that three deep-water shark species living off New Zealand glow-in-the-dark. The species were collected from the Chatham Rise, an area of ocean floor, to the east of New Zealand in January of last year, according to the study. One of them, the kite fin shark, is now the largest known luminous vertebrate and can reach up to 180 centimetres, which is almost as tall as me and you. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. I, and anyway, the best bit of this story, which is on the BBC website, the best bit of this was that there's, you know, obviously then it links you to other stories that are similar. And the link is Glowing Shark's Lightsaber Warning. And I thought, now, who could resist clicking on that link? <laughs> and this is actually from quite a few years ago now, February 2013, glowing shark scares off predators with lightsabers. Uh, a glow-in-the-dark shark scares off predators with lightsaber-like spines on its back. Now, there's a film crossover that the world's waiting that for. Is, that is it. I mean, why are they not on this? <laughs> John Williams could do the music. It would be unbelievable. Sharks and lightsabers. That's that's just the definitive shark movie right there. Let's forget your jaws. Shark what shark yeah, sharks with lightsabers. It would be uh, pretty sensational. So are these glow in the dark sharks are they um are they like the stickers that you have to put them under a light for a certain amount of time? Um or are they uh, radioactive sharks? I don't I don't That's the just... start of them. That's the start of it. They're radioactive. And then they become megalodons. That, that, yeah, they just uh, and they just develop from there. No, well, the bioluminance was also confirmed in the black belly lantern shark and southern lantern sharks. So um, yeah, I mean it's just tremendous. Obviously, um, some animals, as well as some insects like fireflies, produce their own light. This is the first time it has been found in larger sharks. Uh, the researchers suggest the sharks glowing underbellies may help them hide from predators or other threats beneath them. That is super cool. Right. Uh, How much are they and where can I get one? Yeah, exactly. Well, funny enough, going back to the beer I'm drinking, uh, the study, the scientists from a university in Belgium and one in New Zealand um, explained the importance of bioluminance in the marine creatures. It has often been seen as a spectacular yet uncommon event at sea but considering the vastness of the deep sea and the occurrence of luminous organisms in this zone, it is now more and more obvious that producing light at depth must play an important role structuring the biggest ecosystem on our planet. You'll, ne you'll never get to see those sharks. That's the, mm. you know, that's such a unique thing. You'd have to be in a unique position to see something like that. Yeah. Um, and I hope that nobody tries to bring them to an aquarium or something. No, no, that would be disastrous. Um, actually, on that, aquariums, we've spoken before about uh, Sharks Trust. Mm. I, don't think, I can't remember if we touched it in the last episode. Um, I did actually, I was on their website and I was looking at on their opinion on aquariums. Mm -hmm. uh, 
surprisingly, actually, because we, we, I think, spoken about this individually, uh, or say, uh, try again. We've spoken about that uh, not on here, and it was about whether we, we both had a wee bit mixed minds about aquariums. It's, mm. it's a great to see things up front, but actually, their their opinion of of aquariums, <coughs> and sharks and aquariums, is that they're not against them mm-hmm. as long as they are well maintained. And well, and look after their animals. I think that's. I suppose that's the Kenman, isn't it? Like, like zoos and whatnot doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're bad places mm. if they look after them and they maybe do have a purpose. Yeah. So I mean, it'd be great, like we've discussed before, but getting speaking to an expert on it, maybe yeah. we can touch on that and get that definitely opinion at some point. And I think, like in in the case of things like zoos, aquariums. You know, it brings education, doesn't it, to the average person like me. So you can go there and you can see things that you're just never, ever going to see, which hopefully increases your awareness of them and hopefully increases the amount that you actually care about them and care about the fa- care about what's happening to them. As you say, you know, those sharks individually can lead good lives in, uh, you know, in an aquarium, in a well well-maintained aquarium and things um and it hopefully increases education you know whether it's for children because let's face it when you know when do you know when do children first come into you know most children uh come into contact with animals and things it's, it's in like zoos or farms or uh, and that sort of thing you know and that's where you that's where you see them because they're, because you know because they're super interesting you know and they're really you know lots of them are really beautiful and and things so and that's you know why you know children Lots of children will love animals because they'll see them in a zoo and they'll associate them with a good time, and and they'll and they'll care about what happens to them. Yeah, and I also think with like to sharks and and other animals like snakes and spiders is that people might get a, a healthy respect for them rather than a fear of them, yeah. which can be a negative. Mm. If someone has a fear, then they're just going to immediately want to to, to kill it. Yeah in many aspects which has we've seen with sharks and mm. this fear of them and animals that are just branded as monsters yeah so yeah i do think it can educate help educate people there's no doubt yeah. and for kids to grow up and be able to see them because a lot of these animals you're not going to get to see mm-hmm. um not really for like animals performing or anything like that I don't yeah, think yeah, that's no. right they can certainly. I think they certainly have place. Yeah. So obviously it was it was me that picked Jaws two this week. Um. So I think it's only fair that you would choose the music, uh, choose the film. Sorry, that we'll watch uh, in time for episode three. Have you get Have you got an idea what you what we should watch this thing? Yes, I'm thinking we should watch The Shallows with Blake okay. Lively. All right. It's a uh, short premise is that she's a surfer and she's stranded in the rock by. A rogue, a rogue shark circling her. Okay, all right, that's pretty heavy. Sold it to you. There you go. That sounds good. All right, no, that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, like I say, I've my skepticism on shark films that aren't called Jaws is, you know, it's pretty high. So I'll be, I'll be look. Um, I am open to to seeing what else is out there. So and see if I can be proven wrong. So no, great. I'll 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 get out watch them there. We can enjoy a beer and a, and a chat about that. Look forward to it. Fantastic. Well, 
as uh, as they say in Jaws, amity, as you know, means friendship. So, Stuart, great to see you as always, and uh, I'll see you soon. You too. Thanks again. Cheers. Take it easy.